Owl Nation, my name is Caroline Harris and I will be your host for this episode of the Owl Olympic Podcast. This is going to be a good one as we have a grad assistant from our KSU women's basketball team and a manager from our men's basketball team as special guests. But first, we are all going to introduce ourselves and give an overview of the sports we will be covering for the next few months. Hey guys, I'm Bryce, and this semester I will be covering Kennesaw State men's baseball. Their first home game will be February 20th, a big matchup, an in-state rivalry versus Mercer, 5 p.m. at the Shake again on February 20th. Baseball looking to have a big season this year. They had a couple of guys already come in and going into the season and ending last season, earn a couple of awards. Jamari Brooks, outfielder and sophomore, earned all ASUN freshman team honors last semester, playing 33 games, started in 30 of them, had a 300 batting average throughout the year going to look to have an even better year and build on the season he had last year. Spencer Hansen, another outfielder for Kennesaw State, was third team all A-Sun. He played in 42 games, including 38 starts, was a big factor in the Kennesaw State offense, batting 369 throughout the year with 15 home runs and 55 RBIs. In the offseason, Smith Pinson and the Cape Cod Baseball League earned Cape Cod Baseball All-League team. Another guy for Kennesaw State that last season was a really big closer. Got a couple of starts, played really well throughout the year. And Blake Ida, also in the Cape Cod League, was named a top 100 Cape Cod prospect at number 41 on that list. So two Kennesaw State pitchers getting offseason awards and two Kennesaw State outfielders that earned postseason A-Sun awards as well. Going to be looking for a big year from this Owls team as they get ready to move towards Conference USA. Another big announcement that came during the offseason was that the Owls are going to be getting a new renovation to their home field at Stillwell Stadium. They're going to be adding, I should say, more seats for fans, so a better fan experience coming, increasing capacity from 900 to 1,500, a couple of other things, including a new playing surface, new lights for the field as well. So really good time for Kennesaw State baseball, looking to have, again, a big season in the A-Sun, go out with a bang before moving to Conference USA. Hey guys, it's Jade, and I will be covering softball for this spring. There will be 30 games played at the Bailey Park this season with eight new teams and six NCAA regional opponents. Coach Trip McKay in his sixth season is looking for a big year for his squad and opens up Valentine's Day, February 14th, in their home opener against Tennessee. Make sure you come out to the Bailey to support the softball team and their run for the NCAA double-A tournament and an ASUN championship. Hey guys, it's Jade and I'll be covering softball this spring season. At the Bailey, there'll be 30 home games with eight new teams, which had six NCAA regional opponents. Trip McKay in his sixth season as the head coach of the KSU softball team is looking for a huge start to their softball season when they were open up Valentine's Day, February 14th, and their home opener against Tennessee. The run for the ASUN championship starts soon and make sure to come out to the Bailey to support the softball in their run for a ring. Hey, Al Nation, it's Adam Crux. I'm the new guy with the L Network, and I've got the pleasure of covering men's and women's golf and men's and women's tennis. It's going to be a fantastic spring season. Men's and women's golf coming off the back of fantastic fall years where we won the Pine Tree Invitational with the men's team and had great tournaments with the women's team. For the men's team, you always have to watch out for Sean Cook. He was the individual winner of the Pine Tree Invitational. And on the women's side, Nia Kelly has been tearing it up on the course. 
In terms of tennis, we've got several new freshmen. The women's team started yesterday in Louisville, Kentucky, and the men's team gets their start at home against West Alabama on Wednesday. It's going to be a fantastic spring and a fantastic run to the A-Sun tournament. Hey guys, my name is Madison Cruz, and I am once again covering women's lacrosse this spring. I'm very excited to be covering them again. I'm really excited to see what this team can do this season, especially. So looking ahead at the upcoming schedule, this week, the Kennesaw State Owls have their exhibition game against South Florida, February 3rd at 11 a.m. here. If you want to go support the Owls and kind of see what we're looking at for the upcoming season, go ahead and give that a shout out. But the season actually starts on February 12th. Monday at 5 p.m. where they go to Reinhardt to face off against Reinhardt for their first game of the season. And then they are back for their home opener February 15th at 7 p.m. where they'll face off against Presbyterian. Had the chance to talk to Hannah Barth. Hannah Barth made the A-Sun All-Conference preseason team, which is the first time in her career. I talked to her this week. She told me that this was something that she's been wanting for a while, and she actually wants to hopefully try to make the first team conference for this season as well. So that's one of her big goals. And also to get the Owls back in the A-Sun Championship. Hey guys, it's Caroline again, and I'm following KSU track and field for the spring. They are on track, no pun intended, for one of their best seasons in program history. They have broken records, both personal and school records, and it's just the start of their season. Some of them have made A-Sun Athletes of the Week for both track, field, freshman, and performance titles. It is going to be a great season for the Owls, and stay tuned for the updates throughout the next few months. Awesome. So now that we've given our introductions and an overview of the sports that we will be doing, I would love to turn our attention to our first special guest, women's basketball grad assistant, Tyler Buckner. Tyler, we're so thankful that you were able to sit down with us and talk with us today. Maddie's going to start us off with your first round of questions. Awesome. Hey, Tyler. I just want to say again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. So I guess for people who might not know kind of what your position entails or what are the day-to-day kind of aspects of it, what would you say is the hardest part about your job that people might not know about? So my main role is to make sure that the video, the film and video is fine. I don't have a hard part about the job. It's more time consuming. So after practices, we're labeling like what, what we went through and all that. And it's about 200 clips and you have to go through each and every one to make sure that it's labeled the right thing. And if one is off, you got to go back and try to find it. Then the other part is when video is going good, everything is fine. But when we have technical difficulties and it's a time crunch, you have to like try to solve that real quick. Of course, I can only imagine like sifting through all those videos and getting everything all organized. I, I, I bet it's a lot of hard work. (laughs) it is my other question is so when you figured out you this is what you wanted to do what was that process like when you were searching out this position and getting the position here at KSU what did that process look like for you especially for other people who might want to do this as well okay so me and coach Mac we were at TSU together at Tennessee State and at the time I was working with the men's team and she's worked with the women's team and we kind of we knew each other from that standpoint and after I graduated from Tennessee State, I reached out to Coach Mack because I had knew that she got the job here at Kennesaw State. So I reached out to her and she told me to send my resume. After that, I started to watch last year's games on Synergy. And then I liked what I've seen as far as like the offense standpoint, how the, the pace that we play at. 
And then defense, I love that we press a lot. We we're, <laughs> get the ball back real quick. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Tyler. I really appreciate it. Tyler, again, appreciate you taking the time. First question I have for you is, when did you realize that you wanted to get into the coaching side for basketball? Was it always going to be basketball? Did you have any other interest in becoming an assistant for any other sport? What made you choose basketball? What made you choose to want to be an assistant? Back in high school, my sophomore year of high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was also always that person that always tried to figure out, you know, life ahead. And at the time, my uncle had asked me what did I want to do? And I didn't have an answer, but I knew I loved the game of basketball and I was always around it. So I started to search what can I do to get into coaching? What requires that? What degree requires that? So I would say back in high school is when I first, first realized it. I've been an NBA fan for the longest. Are you a Hawks fan or do you support any other team? I'm a LeBron fan. I also think LeBron is the GOAT. <laughs> so, yes, I'm a LeBron fan. Wherever he's at, that's where I'm at. You know, I know a couple of people like that, so I know you're not the only one. Uh, second question I got for you, you've been able to learn from a lot of different coaches, whether it be assistants or head coaches. You said you were at Tennessee State previously. What is one of the most valuable things that you've been able to learn with you wanting to be a coach that you think will translate the most to you having success in your future? When I got here, I realized that everything has to line up in order for success to happen. And the details, the small details is what matters the most because the small details leads up to big success, whether that's having great managers to having a great head coach. Like, like if, if the managers aren't giving players the water, we're going to be tired in the game. And so we're going to end up losing it. So I would say just the details that matter. It's it's about being detailed and yeah. Awesome, Tyler. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, and I'll go ahead and pass it on to Adam. Tyler, thank you so much for being here. My first question is, you know, you're a grad assistant because you want to be a head coach. And obviously coaching is all about mimicry. Is there a particular coach or system that you watch on TV and you take little bits and pieces from? Yes, I'm a huge Greg Popovich fan. I've grown to love um, Eric Spoelstra as well. Obviously watching, well, Eric Spoelstra, watching the Miami Heat days, him having LeBron. See, people overlooked that because he had LeBron. So now they're like, oh, he that was easy. Anybody can coach that. But when you see what he's done with the Heat now, these, these past few years with Jimmy Butler coming from the eighth seed and taking out the one and two seeds, you, you start to look at that and you try to see what he's doing. And I love that he they say that he treats every player like they're his world. And Greg Popovich, I love that he he holds everybody accountable and his system is more so about the fundamentals, the moving the ball and cutting. So that leads to the other answer I have. I love the motion offense, pass cuts. That's all what I'm about. I don't like the dribble, dribble, you know, step back and all that. I mean, it's good if you, you know, under 10 seconds on the shot clock, but I would love for off ball movements and all that. So if you were given a golden ticket and you could attend the practice of any coach past or present, whose practice would you attend? Oh, Greg Popovich, for sure. <laughs> His intensity is amazing. This is a different sport, but I, I would love to see how Nick Saban <laughs> does at Alabama. What does he go through in, during practices? Those two for sure. Thank you very much, Tyler. Hey, Tyler, you kind of touched on this a little bit about cutting video 
watching practice film, all that thing, all that stuff. But take me through a typical day in your life on a game day sort of day. Depending on the time of the game, we uh, go through practice planning meeting and we talk about what we're going to do for shoot around. After that, it's set up for shoot around. That's getting the equipment, getting the clock ready, making sure we have the lights ready. <laughs> All of that, just making sure the court is ready for us to just get straight to it because shoot around is only an hour. So typically I'm not recording recording anything on shoot around and game days, but after shoot around, we go through pregame meal, eat, and then so after that, it's get ready for the game, which would be probably at 7 something, 7 p.m. Now, during the games, it's not that bad. It's not hard. But after the games, we have to get the video to the other the opposing team if we're at home. And if we're on the road, we have to get it from them. So it's that and then getting the film and video uploaded from to Sports Code, which takes about almost 30 minutes. And then we have to clip the game, which is code the game. And then we have to label the results and plays and all that. So I would leave the gym around about 12 a.m. sometimes. So It's a long work day for you. When you talk about code the games for people that don't uh, might not know, um, what does that look like? What are you clipping? What specific things are you guys looking for when you're doing that? So coding, it's each play has its own video. So throughout the whole game, each play has this video and this this play has this video and end up being 200 something clips, if that makes sense, if that's. It makes sense. The video recording that you guys use, the software just takes each play as its own. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So it's one big video and each part, it's its own video. And what we look for is just what we've done. What can we fix? What we've done good and what can we fix? So last thing for me is a funny story about the team that you can share, but that no one knows about. Funny player, funny thing that's happened on the road, anything like that. It can be for you personally or someone else on the team. I have two. One, we were we had a team outing, and one of our players mixed a Michael Jackson song with Justin Timberlake. I don't understand how you can do that. <laughs> but <laughs> that, And then the second one is for me, we beat Providence, and I just did like, a really high jump. I wouldn't say it. well, it felt high, but it was it was three or four jumps in the air. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people, if people were like paying attention, they could see that. <laughs> so, That's so funny. You got you got to get excited, you know, like celebrate the so, win. It was a Thank big you. win. Thank you so much, Tyler, for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Tyler, for being here. My first question for you is. I feel like you do a lot of behind the scene things and I want our fan base and people to know who you are. So who is Tyler Buckner? I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a chill and simple person. I love playing 2K and WWE video games. So that's my, that's how I spend my off days for the most part. Out of all the things that you listed that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, what is your favorite thing about working for this team? It's the player interaction, going going to practice, talking to them, you know, asking how they've been, how they day, how their day's going, and all of that. And also class checks because sometimes I get there early to see them get inside the class. So they look at me like, oh my God, really? <laughs> That's awesome. And my last question for you is, if you could tell Owl Nation one thing about you, what would it be? I love to go to different college basketball games, sometimes during my off times as well. So 
I would say the day before my off day, I'll look and see who's playing on my off day and see if it's like a close drive and I'll try to go make that. My more, the most recent game I went to was um, LSU versus Auburn. It was actually fun to see um, Auburn upset LSU. It was cool. Tyler, what's been your favorite stadium besides the Convocation Center? What's been your favorite stadium you've gotten to watch a game at? Auburn. Auburn. Because those fans were very, like, they were were loud. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for being here and taking the time to speak with us. It's a pleasure speaking with you and getting to hear about your day-to-day and what you love most about working with women's basketball. And we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. All right, and now I'll turn it over to our second special guest, men's basketball manager, Cooper Hudo. Well, Cooper, thank you so much for being with us and taking the time to sit down and kind of talk to us about your day-to-day, and Jade will start us off. Hi, Cooper. Thanks for joining us on this Olympic podcast. We really appreciate your time. Of course. First, I just wanted to ask you, what's your background in basketball? Um, So I played basketball my whole life. I played in my high school. Uh, Alatoona, which is like 20 minutes from Kennesaw. And then my freshman year of college, I went to the University of Alabama and I was a basketball manager for their team. And then I transferred back home and I started managing here about four years ago. And then I've been working for the team for the last four years. Did you know Petway from Alabama? Um, Yeah, so I did. I worked for him for the time I was at Alabama. I didn't know him very well. I don't know if he remembered me, honestly, but I do know him and I do, we do know a lot of the same people. And I do remember working with him. I think I worked with him for about six months when I was at Alabama. So it was cool to see a familiar face come when he got hired. For sure. Nice to have that familiarity and also kind of as a head coach now, it might be a little bit different in his role here than it was Alabama, but um, it's cool that you guys reconnected in that. Yeah. He's Uh, always a very nice guy. Yeah. He's a great coach. We love him. Second question for you. What is your favorite position on the court? Point guard. It's got to be point guard. I've always, I played shooting guard in high school, but I don't know. I feel like anytime, if I could play a position in college, it would definitely be point guard. (laughs) What did you play um, when you were growing up? I played shooting guard. Thanks, Cooper. Uh, That's all the questions I have for you. Hey, Cooper, appreciate you taking the time with us here today. First question I got for you is, as a manager, what does your game day specifically look like? So wake up to going and actually getting home. So game days are definitely our longest days. If we have shoot around in the morning, we'll get there about an hour, hour and a half early. And first thing we got to do is we make sure the locker room is filled, you know, snacks and drinks in our fridges and all that. And then we got to make sure our jerseys are ready. I mean, we have our practice jerseys, our game jerseys. We get our practice jerseys ready. Then we'll go to shoot around. And during a shoot around, we'll help rebound. We'll do the clock. We'll kind of help with any drills we can. And then right after shoot around, we go to our pregame meal, which is we have, we kind of have like six of us. We split off. Some of us are rebounding. Some of us are getting the pregame meal set up. Some of us are getting drinks. So then we go upstairs to the meeting room, we eat there, and then right after that, we're back in the locker room, and we're steaming jerseys so they don't have wrinkles at home, because like when we fold them up after laundry, they get really wrinkly. So we always start steaming with our steamer. Right after that, we go back on the court about 5, if it's a 7.30 game, about 5, 6, we start rebounding up right until the game, and then the game starts, and then during the game, we're on the bench, we put out stools for the coaches and players some of us do waters some of us do towels some of us get stash sheets we kind of have all different roles that we've like handed out and after the game it's kind of right back to the meal thing where we start splitting up again and some of us have to get the the meal for the post game so then we get dinner for them and we set that up 
And then after that, we go back and we do more laundry. About three hours after the game, we're pretty much good for the day. And then we, we go home and get ready for practice tomorrow, make sure our practice stuff's ready. And that's pretty much it's pretty much an all day thing with uh, on game days. Does doing the team's laundry make you hate doing your own laundry? <laughs> yeah, but sometimes we have multiple laundry machines. Sometimes, you know, you throw your own stuff in while you're doing theirs, you know, try to take advantage of it. But no, it's luckily their laundry. It's not very complicated. They put it on loops. So it's all separated. You just throw it in. And then we have some we have some we kind of take turns and try to make it make it not as bad. Second question I got for you is how has being involved with this men's basketball team in Kennesaw State as a whole, how has it kind of changed uh, your lifestyle? Well, it's definitely made me pretty busy. It's definitely given me, I don't know, I, I think it's cool to be associated with something in college. Growing up, I didn't always want to go to KSU, but then once I came here and started working for the team, it really like changed my perspective on things. I think one thing that I've been glad I've been able to do, because I've always liked being a part of a team, so that's always been fun. And then now that we've started having some success and that, that's been really fun too. I think it's, I have a unique thing I get to do because a lot of times I'm traveling during the school days and stuff like that. And that's always something I think is cool. And it's kind of changed my day to day, but it definitely is fun, like going around campus and feeling like you're contributing to what's going on and stuff like that. No, definitely for sure. Well, I appreciate you taking the time again, and I'll pass it along to Maddie. Awesome. Thanks, Bryce. Also, again, thank you, Cooper, for taking the time to talk to us today. We really appreciate it. My question for you is, you know, I think a lot of people might not know a lot about your position and what you do on the court and for the team. So what would you say is the hardest part of your job that people might not know about? It's not necessarily a job. It's just kind of one of those things like we only get noticed if we mess up. So that's kind of like a funny thing. Like if we're doing everything perfectly and everything's done and every job is going smoothly, that no one will notice that we're even there kind of thing. That's the definition of a manager. Really, sometimes the hardest thing is just it's kind of easy to when there's so many things to do. It's one of the things I had to get used to when I first started managing. I didn't realize how much when it thought you think just college basketball, you don't realize how much goes into like the operations part of it. And then just kind of getting used to the the time because it's a lot of it's a big commitment. And trying to, you know, manage your school schedule with traveling and those things. But I think just like that, sometimes you just kind of accept that you're going to do a lot of work and you're not always going to get the credit, but you have to know what you're doing is noticed. And then it's it's for a bigger purpose, you know, getting the credit. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned before that you worked under Amir and now obviously working under Coach Petway. How has it been managing the team under two different coaches and what has been the difference in the similarities in dealing with that? Yeah, that's definitely a unique experience because it, with them too, and then the coach I worked for at Alabama, I've worked for three different head coaches. So you kind of get to see the differences in how people work. It was definitely a big adjustment. You know, they kind of came out of nowhere. And then there was like about a month where we were kind of scrambling. And then even once Coach Peg got here, we didn't really have any other coaches. But they definitely, one thing that I think we got lucky with is they're both really high character people and they know each other. I've talked to like both of them about the other and they both are really high character people. And I think that makes it easy. And they both come from high major schools. So they kind of like have a little similarities in that with how they like view running a team. It's just kind of been getting used to like their different styles. Like, you know, like everybody does their day to day differently. But I think having a couple of the other staff members that were here with me last year, and then we have about like, I think seven or eight players that were here. It's kind of nice to have a group you have together who has like perspective from both. At the end of the day, it's still college basketball. So a lot of the majority of it's the same thing. There's just little kind of personal things like different things we'll do. But it's just been good because we, we've had two really high character coaches. So that makes it easy to work for. Absolutely. Thank you so much again, Cooper. And I will go ahead and pass it right off to Adam. Thank you, Maddie. And again, Cooper, thank you for your time. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to speak with us. My first question 
is what's something that people who watch the men's team don't know about the men's team that you think they should know about? I mean, these dudes are, they're full of personality. It's kind of funny, like, it's just certain, you know, you kind of tell them the court, some of them have more personality than others, but when these dudes get in, like, the locker room together, I mean, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty funny. They all have their own, like, unique interest. You know, some of them like video games, some of them play golf. They all come together and then they just start talking about the funniest things, but we re- it really is a really close team. I think that's something that it, you could tell, like, when they play together, when they're playing the right way. Tonight, they're actually at, up at, uh, they're having a players-only event at a uh, Bolero, I think it's what it's called and they're, play, they're having a bowling night together all the players i think that's one thing is they're all like really funny good dudes and um you know they care a lot about a lot of stuff that goes on like off and off the court and i know you know sometimes you can't always when they're just playing basketball but i think that's one thing is just how funny and fun and how well they get together and how good they are off the court cooper you talked about their personalities is there a particular personality that sticks out maybe more than the rest yeah i mean it's kind of like throughout the years they each have their things that are so funny i mean the ones i, I mean I've, I've known terrell the longest I've known Terrell for four or five years now, and it's just so funny because you, you probably could tell he gets very animated, but a lot of times he kind of just, he's kind of like calm and collected. You can kind of see him when he starts building up. So it's kind of funny to know that. And then there's guys like Charles Stone. They're just the funniest dude. They're goofy. And then Demont is one of like the nicest, but also just the funniest dudes I've ever met in my entire life. Like everything that dude does makes me laugh. And he's just always having fun. That's kind of about him and Simeon. They're always smiling. You just kind of get to know them over the years, kind of see what their personalities are like. And then it's kind of funny to see it all come together. No, Cooper, you, you said you grew up playing basketball and obviously you've been around three head coaches now. If you had a golden ticket and you could take an adventure to any coach's practice, past or present, which which coach would you pick and why? I'm going to give you two. The first one would be uh, Coach K from Duke, just because I think a lot of the players that I've looked up to, they talk about him really highly from a character standpoint. And I've always been interested in people who can like maintain because it's so hard in college sports and professional sports to maintain a job for a long time and not move. So I think that that would definitely be an interesting one and just all the people he's coached. And then another one that I want to do is Bob Knight, because just some of the stories they have about the dude, his personality and like the way he did things, some of the stuff that went down, I just think it'd be very interesting to see because you can't really do that nowadays. So I just think it'd be interesting to see a day to day with those kind of guys. And those would be my two. Thank you so much, Cooper. That's about all I have. I'll pass it off to Caroline for the end. Thanks, Cooper, again for being here. You said that a lot of the guys on the team have a lot of personalities and they're always making you laugh. Do you have a particular story that you could share with us that could be funny, whether it be during travel or in the locker room that you could share? I could think of a couple. One uh, funny one, this guy, uh, the guy on the team, Ronji Gordon, and he's kind of him and Demon are from the same area in Alabama. So they're, they're very similar personalities. And Ronji has like a tendency sometimes in practice. He can get a little out of control, but it's in a fun way. And he plays so hard, which is kind of where it comes from. So there was this day in practice where it was like a really intense practice. And he was like, standing in the corner and he caught a pass and he tried to like throw it across the court and it hit the side of the backboard and flew like all the way into the stands. And up to that point, everybody was really like on edge and kind of freaking out. But then that happened, everybody just kind of started dying laughing. So that was funny. I mean, they're just, there's no telling with these dudes. Like, you come in and they're just playing video games in the locker room and they're just saying the funniest things or like some of the clothes they wear, you know, like it's just stuff like that. You know, they're just like a lot of funny moments daily with them. They're all, they're all pretty funny dudes. 
That's awesome. And you talked about all of the jobs that you have in your day to day and what that looks like. What would you say is your favorite part about being a manager? The jobs are all pretty similar. It definitely feels the most like validating on game days when you get to be a part of sitting on the bench and stuff like that. There's like certain things we do, keeping stats and sometimes doing film. That would be my favorite part of the job itself and what we get to do. But I think my favorite part of when you get to like sit on the bench during the games and you kind of take it all in or when we go to some of these road trips and go to these big places, you kind of feel lucky to be there. And then especially kind of last year and we started having like the success we had. Just getting to be a part of that is really cool, especially when it's been like a long time coming where we've gotten now where we're winning. And then when you play basketball in high school, you always want to find a way to be involved in college and not being good enough to play college, but then still finding a way to be a part of it. I think that's been like the coolest part. And I think that's what I'm most thankful for, getting to find a way to still be a part of it. And my last question for you, to kind of help Al Nation know you a little bit better, if you could tell Al Nation one thing about you, what would it be? If you ask the other people I work with, they think that I say really ridiculous things. And they, well, they first they say I can, I can come in and be a little like on edge about things. Like I get annoyed by little things at basketball. So some people's like habits and stuff like that. But honestly, I always am having fun on the bench. A lot of times I'm always trying to like, you know, keep the energy up and like sometimes it can get really stressful. So I kind of just try to like keep everybody like, you know, kind of just talk to people, keep them calm. Because I mean, they get enough stress from themselves and like the fans and the coaches. So just kind of trying to be someone that they can talk to and, you know, kind of keep a light mood. So that's what me and I think some of the other managers we do a good job of just trying to kind of be there for them and do what we can to help. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. Does anyone else have anything else for Cooper? I have one more question. Cooper, you mentioned traveling. You love to be on on the road with the team. What gym or what arena is your favorite that you've been to? My favorite I've been to is Assembly Hall at Indiana. That was like one that I watched growing up, like uh, I've seen on TV and like it's just got so many historic things. I think it's like 18,000 people. And I've been there. I went last year and I went this year and that's been the coolest experience just kind of looking around and like seeing all the national championship banners and just everybody who's played there and it's just that's definitely been like the most surreal moment where like I was like oh this is pretty cool so that would be the one and then uh the March Madness game wasn't bad either going to that gym so (laughs) was that that March Madness game too it was a lot of fun the energy was really great even though it didn't necessarily fall our way it was still a lot of fun yeah, I'll uh, say something real quick about that because I think that, that was a cool memory I had too uh, with the players. I remember, uh, I think that was in the second half and it was, you know, back and forth game at this point. But there was a moment where uh, we came out of a timeout and we couldn't believe how many fans were there to begin with. I mean, like we we knew that we were going get, to get a good bit, but, you know, we're still a few hours away and it was like overwhelming, I think, to a point. And there was a moment where we came out of a timeout and Terrell was dribbling up the court and like literally the whole arena was singing, you don't want to go to war with the Owls. And we were like looking at each other on the bench, like this is kind of crazy that we kind of took over this arena. So that was a funny memory from that too. And I just think that was cool to to see how far like the school and the basketball program have come. Well, thank you so much, Cooper, again, for just taking the time to kind of give us an inside look about your life and your job and your responsibilities with the men's basketball team. And we just want to say good luck to the rest of your season. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Well, Owl Nation, this concludes this episode of the Owl Olympic Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and be on the lookout for another one coming up in the next few weeks.